And we're back on the rule of three. Uh, two comics, three topics, ten minutes each. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. And uh, no politics. Sort Maybe. Of. <laughs> we might, we might veer a little in this, uh, this episode. That's uh, Bent Washburn. And, hey. Uh, um, Good to be here again. As always, I'm, alive. Uh, I'm Tim Slegel. Uh, later in the show, we are going to be talking about uh, the statues coming down. Uh, yeah. is, is that political? I don't know. We'll see. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're also going to be talking uh, later in the show. We're going to be talking about a uh, interesting discovery at a fun house. It's uh, it's not a news story. <laughs> it actually happened last century, the end of last century uh, for yeah. for you kids. Sounds a- sounds ancient. It's not to us, but <laughs> fun. Yeah, no, it was a fun house. What a fun. Yeah, that would be a fun house. Just okay. Anyway. And, uh, but in this segment, uh, we are, as we promised in the last episode, we are we are announcing a live show, a live podcast uh, from the stage of Acme. Bent and I are going to be meeting together on the stage to do our podcast in front of. Uh, D- a, a tens few of people, people. <laughs> spread out on a plate like a kid trying to hide their vegetables. You know how you do that when you're a kid. They'll be spread out, right? They spread them out safely. We'll be CDC distance apart. Casting pod. However, without. however, you, you, the audience, will give you details. We'll give you details in the uh, upcoming weeks. Uh, can actually can actually zoom in. You will be able to watch our podcast done live on stage via Zoom. Or yeah. uh, if you're in the Minnesota Minneapolis area, you can actually uh, get a ticket and uh, we you can get a physical ticket and watch us zoom out to the world. Yeah, I yeah. did a uh, I did a Zoom from Acme on Saturday. They actually in front of the live audience, they pulled down the screen and I did a did a quick set like the kind of like the wizard, kind of like the Wizard of Oz <laughs> or Max Headroom. <laughs> yeah. If you're that age, a Wizard of Yeah, it's, it is a Wizard of Oz Max Headroom appearance just out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. uh it uh it's a few a few technical snafus <laughs> occurred. Or, well, that's yeah. I always get those with the Zoom. And uh, Garrison Keeler was in the audience. What? Are you serious? I'm serious. No, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Garrison Keeler. His it was his niece uh, was headlining. So. Uh, oh, so, I didn't know his niece so, was a comedian. Yeah, so I'm kind of flipping through. I'm kind of flipping through to see who's see who's watching. See if I know anyone. And there's his. Uh, there's his uh, his uh, uh, his visage. He uh, uh, his profile. Oh, his, his profile says Garrison underneath. Well, that would give me like the thing is, I would because you know that's one audience member who's thinking I could do that better than him, <laughs> and they're probably right. He, he probably could if he if he tightened it. You know the, what I mean? The Sometime, temptation, yeah. the temptation, the the big temptation was to go into <laughs> the voice. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's the news from Lake Wobegon, where all the uncles are creepy, all the nieces are paranoid, <laughs> and the children have big foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different lake. <laughs> I think that's a very different lake. <laughs> 
Uh, I won't go in. I won't name a specific lake. I don't want to offend. I did not. I did not. I I did not want to. it's uh, Erica Rhodes is her name. She's uh, she's oh. actually she's actually putting together her special. She's going to be doing it in a parking lot. Oh, cool! In a couple weeks, she was just out in Utah, where I will be doing stand up July tenth and eleventh at a comedy club in Utah. Oh, cool! She was just out there. Yeah, cool, the wise guys. But uh, uh, while we're talking about Zoom, uh, yeah. we just uh, we just ran across this. It's uh, fascinating that Zoom has been. Censoring, I guess. Yeah. Oh no, not I guess. Absolutely, <laughs> has been censoring things in America, like well, anywhere, right, worldwide, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, the 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 owner, the owner of Zoom, uh, uh, Eric Yan, um, mm-hmm. created it apparently when he was when he was on the train visiting his girlfriend. He had a ten hour train drive to visit his girlfriend, and that's when he came up with the idea. Um, the fact he worked for WebEx had nothing to do with the fact Not that, that. He <laughs> 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 was with his girlfriend. He said, man, if there's any way I could introduce more people into this relationship, I need the software so that I could open this stuff up a bit. Are you telling me that's what Eric Yan? Oh, it's spelled Y. How's it spelled? Y. It's not Y-A-W-N. No, Y-U-A-N. Y-U-A-N. I have no idea how to pronounce it. He's Chinese-American, true. Uh, American Chinese, yes. Well, he's American now. He was going to school. Oh. He was going to mining school in China when he uh, when he came up with the idea. So wait, okay. So they have they have a mining school. Okay. Anyway, we won't go in. Well, I'm I'm going well, off. Yeah, you know they got to get that rare earth somehow, right? Well, that's true. That's how we make our toxic batteries. <laughs> I forget about that. So okay. So uh, anyway, I'm going to mess this up, and this is I. I but I think uh, uh, the the three accounts that were deleted from Zoom uh, belong to Wang Don, uh, Li Chuck Yan, and Shou Feng Shuo. And they are all American citizens. Those are uh, all one, American citizens. One is Hong Kong. One lives in Hong Kong, but the other two are American citizens. And they were all planning on doing Ju- June fourth Zoom rallies for okay. uh, to uh, uh, commemorate Tiananmen Square. Okay, so they were going to Tiananmen Square rally on Zoom, and now what was it? Did how? Okay, so Yan, why? Who put the pressure on him? Chinese just China. Chinese, they just called Chinese him up. Did they have government? dirt on him? Well, no. It's probably you know uh, you still have relatives here. <laughs> well, I guess so, and they are in a mine shaft right now, back in your old homeroom. Remember your old school classroom? Yeah, they're there now. Man, so uh, so they they pressured him. Yeah, they contact. Well, uh, they suggested he might want to remove them. So, uh, so all three, all three accounts were deleted, and uh, the meetings, the meetings never happened. China was very, China was very happy, and uh, and then when people found out about this, of course they were irate. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it, and it turns out the reason the reason why it might not have been his family might not have been hostage. He actually, uh, this is interesting, is Chinese uh, engineers are part of how zoom is uh able to show a profit they 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 have five dollar a day engineers in china working on okay for a second i thought you meant they were their engineers are cooking the books i thought whoa <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, in they're a like lot. crooked attorneys there <laughs> so the engineers are engineers how it, are, are it's, all they located do it cheap in, all located in china 
and mm. uh, uh, all the servers are also located in China for Zoom. So when you go on Zoom, you are going to a Chinese server, which means there's probably intelligence agents watching every Zoom meeting that you... Uh, and by server, you mean a big computer, not a guy with, like, holding a notepad. And a pen. Okay, no, okay, one number okay. seven with egg roll. What else? <laughs> no, no, it's a different server. Okay. I'm, I am that dumb. It's weird. I'm from that world. When you say server, I don't think technology. I think, you know. Okay, anyway. And uh, so that that's that's the other reason why, you know, I mean, he could very, they could very easily pull the plug and all of Zoom would go down and uh, half of the, you know, and, and millions of people in isolation would no longer be able to have those uh, those those fun meetings. <laughs> that's wonderful. Now, this, is, this to me underscores how whether we want to be global or not, we are global. And that's, you know what I mean? So, because we've seen a movement over the last few years now to retract from globalism back to nationalism and to our own borders and definitions. But the tendrils, you know what I mean? You don't know how connected you are to everything until you try to withdraw. And then suddenly you're like, oh man, I've got, how many ties do I have in China? You know what I mean? Like They make my medicine? What? All that, this kind of stuff. And this is another example of that, of just how it's all so intertwined and interconnected. But the the interesting thing to me is that when they said there were Chinese engineers, that 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 was the reason that I that I thought to myself, perhaps uh, that's the reason why school kids can hack into the Zooms. Because you said that Ian's class that uh, that uh, oh, they, yeah. they they did the I heard about someone else. Someone else told me about another incident. I mean, apparently, school kids all over uh, the country are are putting porno films yeah. on zoom on into zoom meetings now you say tim i'm glad you say porno because that makes me know that you're not that familiar with it because if you're really familiar familiar with porno you call it porn oh and not porno and if you really don't know anything about it you say pornography huh. so you know what i mean i'm just saying you're you're almost nicknaming porn you're that familiar with it <laughs> When you call it porno. <laughs> anyway, but you're right. <laughs> you're right. That happened at Ian's graduation. These kids got into there, and uh, and he they couldn't do the online schooling for really – they couldn't use Zoom or some of these things. Right, and way. it's probably because they're Chinese engineers. They're, they're, they're How like, does that – well, what they, do you mean? They don't. They're, they're probably not really cautious about firewalls and hacking, and it's you know you know here in the U.S., it, it, it's almost everything designed has to be hack proof. You know, you've got mm-hmm. light switches that, that they have people working you know with security updates all but, the time, making sure but, you can't hack into people's light switches or doorbells or. or, or but or why stuff wouldn't like they that. need that in China? Because you probably get killed if you get caught doing something. Like so there's that. a death penalty. So, so it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it, it, it's people are people are very <laughs> obedient in a totalitarian. It's, it's society. a death penalty over there. If you share a Netflix account password unauthorized, they will kill you. They'll kill you for that. You can't. It's, it is pretty authoritarian over there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, uh, 
wrapping up. Make sure we better. That you keep, we don't want to die. They might be listening. Kill keep, us for uh, going over. Keep tuned to our Facebook page. Uh, uh, listen to next week. We'll probably give, be giving more details on how to how to watch Rule of Three. And, and this is and this is the big this is the big event. This is our two hundredth episode that we're going to be doing like this. So two hundredth episode. We're going to talk about Tiananmen Square. So China comes <laughs> over and <laughs> shuts it down. Yeah, just to make a <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're listening. Back on the rule of three. Uh, in the final segment, we are going to be talking about a very interesting fun house that was discovered. But in this <laughs> segment, we are going to veer very close to politics because Bent and I almost got in an argument on almost uh, online about uh, about taking down statues. Yeah, yeah. I and guess so. It's cl- <laughs> whatever. It's kind it's of an close, argument. As close yeah. as we get to an argument. It's yeah, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> neither yeah. of us, neither of us are ever uh, really enraged when we get into discussion. It's usually just like, "Oh yeah, that's a good point." <laughs> yeah, or yeah, okay, no, no, I get it. I just don't agree. Yep. Later, yep. <laughs> well, yep. yeah. And uh, this was my, an interesting. My opinion, interesting. My opinion uh, is that uh, outside of the vandalism aspect of it, which I believe is not how you uh, create change in, in a constitutional republic. Or uh, mm-hmm. uh, should not be encouraged. Uh, yeah. Outside of that is, I think, I think just it it's it shows a lack of appreciation for art and history, and mm-hmm. it's and it's I think I think just for that those reasons those statues should be allowed to stand. Is mm-hmm. uh, there there's. Our, our culture, you know, th- we, we go back thousands of years. We go back to the Roman Empire, and there's there's all these statues that uh, that still have survived years but of those real are, vandals, uh, centuries of real vandals. And uh, oh, I was going to say they were all really nice guys, you know. There's no, <laughs> no statues of bad people yeah. out there. The uh, the the argument made the argument uh, that started w- w- was uh, uh, Dave Fulton uh, mm-hmm. suggest posted an article about saying that that most of these Confederate war generals are just mythological. Yeah, he posted an article as a link to uh, Burns. What's his name? Oh Burns, yeah, Ken Burns. Right? Ken Burns. Ken Burns, uh, Ken Burns talking about the mythology of these. And then, and Dave Fulton, by the way, comedian, very funny comedian, uh, from Idaho originally, now living in the UK for yep. thirty years. But yep. um, you'll probably you'll yeah. probably share a pint with him in the in the near future. I will if I can drink a pint. I'll do that <laughs> if I can still do it. But yeah, um, he felt they were uh, not they were mythological, and, and yeah, so and take my, them point, down anyway. my point was my point was well, so is the statue of David. Uh, to some extent, it's, some people might believe the King David. You just was got a, in trouble there, yeah, boy. Yeah, you were prob- in big trouble, probably, <laughs> probably. But uh, uh, Venus is uh, yeah. is also a mythological character. There's so, so yeah. what? So uh, you know, that's part of our the probably two of the most famous statues uh, ever 
and and uh, they're 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 aesthetically nice work. The Venus de Milo is pretty. It's people look at it. So my thing with the Civil War statues is I disagreed with you on this. I think they're just boring. There's just it's another guy with really good posture sitting on a horse gazing <laughs> over everybody's head. Guy just that looks over... like he still has a hanger in the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or the ones of Jefferson Davis just constantly in some stiff oratorial pose like he just made a big point. He's got his hand out. You know, and his big point is, and we should own people, you know, and ta-da, and his hands out. And that's, they're just so boring to me. Ironically, though, that's the same pose that I do every time I make a Facebook post. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a stand-up desk, and I make the the Jefferson Davis pose after I... stand up with good posture. After I post my 20 words. (laughs) (laughs) So did Jefferson Davis, I guess. So they're, aesthetically, they're not pleasing to me. I mean, uh, political propaganda. I said political propaganda art is often quite boring, but uh, it can be visually nice. I and you pointed out that your know, commercial art is kind of propaganda, and you and it is visually stunning. Yeah, commercial the, commercial yeah, arts Warhol, visually stunning. Warhol recognized that, and that also the Shepherd Ferry uh, recognized the beauty of propaganda art. I mean the. Uh, most of his most of his works are are taken off communist propaganda art, and, and that and uh, a mutual friend of ours, Dan Schlissel, actually loves communist propaganda art. He doesn't he necessarily. Uh, He's not a communist. Of the, of approve of the message, <laughs> but he, but but the impact it just he he just he you know you can't some you of can't it is aesthetically that, yeah is pretty powerful, uh, especially compared. To Confederate statues, which are boring as they are so boring. <laughs> the most. And I do think, here's my problem with them. You bring up the myth of Venus de Milo. Those are myths all the time. But these Confederate statues, in particular of General Lee, Jefferson Davis, Stonewall Jackson, these are real humans who the South wanted to mythologize. And this is an interesting point. Most of the Early Civil War monuments were of and dedicated to fallen soldiers. They weren't about these individual heroes. They weren't mythologizing these individuals. It was from about 1890 to 1950, at the height of the Jim Crow era, the resurgence of a, you could say, a white supremacist uh, outlook on society that they were trying to uh, maintain. Uh, they wanted segregation and supremacy. They wanted that order. And these statues started popping up all over the country. Yeah. And so yeah, that's they, my they, problem. Yeah, they were kind of like, no, I, no I, I agree with that. I, 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 I realized that they were kind of like uh, uh, being put up like knights on a chessboard around all the pawns. Yeah. To kind of trap them in it. I fully understand that. And, and that's I, the and, history that they represent. So when people, oh, you're, yeah, and that's the history that. They're not acknowledging. They're right. like these sugar-coated pills, uh, these false history that they're trying to keep propped up. Like, I want – so as I said in the post, I want to preserve them because they are history, but I want to put them in a context – their actual context of history, put them in a museum, surround them with all that Jim Crow, all that history that no one taught me. That's yeah. what I would like. Yeah. I think it would be powerful. You could, actually, you could actually put that museum uh, right next to the Ark. Of which Ark? What? 
Uh, oh, then. <laughs> <laughs> And they, yes, could call, they could call it the 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 the, the theme park of false history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, these guys were not. When you read more about Robert E. Lee, they just propped him up to be a military genius, which he actually was not. He was not a military genius. Are you sure and on he's that? Just, Are you, I am. I was just. Huh. I just went through Gettysburg, and they were going over some of the. Real Pickett's charge was an idiot move. Mm-hmm. That was an idiot move. That was insane. It was yeah, suicide mission. Every, and every, it lost every it. great general has an idiot, at least one idiot move in their in their history. Well, and and a lot of it's luck. That's true. But they put him across this infallible person, and they also put him across as oh, he didn't like slavery and so forth. Oh, actually, there's on record that he was pretty cruel master in many ways. Mm-hmm. And then also Jefferson Davis when he writes about why we're forming this confederacy. It's very blunt about we want the right to own what we view are these sure. people that aren't sure. are less than people. Essentially, essentially yeah. it, was a, Slavery. it was sort of a royalty. It was a, it was a new feudal yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's a sugar-coated history that's propped. You, we talked about it anyway. I think we covered it. So I, I felt... I'm with you. I don't want them just vandalized and torn down. I want them preserved, but put in a context so that we get the history right. Finally, yeah. <laughs> we need to get it right. <laughs> However, I think if you put them all, I think if you put them all in one museum, I think it perhaps it might might have the wrong. It might have the negative effect. It might, you know, it might be like the Powerful. ark. That it's, uh, see, this is what it, this is what it really looked like. It's a clone <laughs> army. <laughs> well, they really were inbred. They look like they're all cousins. It's like the Jean warriors of the future. You know, it'll be like they'll unearth them and like, what kind of army was this? Yeah, who was yeah. who was buried here that needed all these all these soldiers? <laughs> all these it's clone wars. They're all cloned cavalry. But yeah, I uh, I don't want them dis- de- destroyed. I want them preserved, put in the correct historical context so that we understand why they were made and what they really represent which brings us around to agreement and uh yeah yeah and sadly the end of the segment Brings us to the final segment of the Rule of Three. Uh, this is a, yeah. this is a really interesting. I've always loved I've always loved the the the, the fun houses at, uh, at at amusement parks. I've always oh, yeah. the wax museums. I mean they're 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 always so old and creepy, and uh, that's that's what we're going to yeah. talk about in this one. Is, Even uh, if they're not realistic, then they're still creepy. You know, they're always creepy. I agree. They don't well, the, the wax realistic. museums are always creepy because oh, yeah. because they yeah. look like they they look like corpses. They they yeah. They, it they looks do. like it looks like you're going into like a funeral home, but a but creepy funeral home. Yeah, um, and if they're bad wax replicas, then it's creepy too because someone spent all that time at this incompetent thing. <laughs> they're obviously obsessed. You know what I mean? It's just oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
Well, this is uh, th- th- <laughs> this one is actually the story of Elmer McCurdy. What a name! That's great, Elmer McCurdy. Yeah, as uh, uh, Elmer McCurdy was uh, probably probably the worst train robber ever. Yeah. Yeah, he robbed a train. And uh, all he got was $46, a cheap revolver, and some whiskey. That's it. And then he took the whiskey over to a little barn, right, with some hay. Yeah. And he said, I think I'll take a nap here. Uh, Drink the uh, whiskey and take a nap. And that's when. Let uh, my guard down. And that's when the posse, (laughs) that's when the posse showed up. Yeah. And and he he pulled the, you never take me alive. And And uh, they said, fine with us. <laughs> we'll take you dead. That'll work. And they killed him. And he's, the thing I thought his background story of Elmer McCurdy. If you go earlier than that, the fact that he he was a, a, you know a child of a single woman, and she gave him up to her was it her sister and brother in law? Is that right? Something like and, that. Yeah. And then when he was about seventeen or eighteen, I don't know. Whatever the worst year in your life you could learn this, he found out (laughs) that he was probably his uncle's son, and he snapped, right? That's when he snapped and said, well, I'm going to be an outlaw. He snapped. Well, it was actually actually one of those weird things. It was like he was was his uncle's son and his cousin's son at the same time. Oh, wow. See, that's that's a hard (laughs) pill to swallow. And I, I think... Part of that makes pills like that hard to swallow is if you are raised in a sunshiny environment, you know, one of these places that explains the whole world and universe in a very detailed, cheerful way with a happy end ending and there's justice everywhere. That's where it's really bad when you find out, like, wait, I'm, who's my uncle? What? You're what? And then you snap. So he snaps. He snaps. He goes nuts. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, no one, no one, uh, no one claimed the body. It just kind of sat there yeah. at the funeral home uh, for a number of uh, number of weeks. Uh, yeah. some, <laughs> he put it in the back room. Right? Yeah, well, what am I going to no do one, with this no, thing? Yeah, no one, no one wanted to pay for the the, the mortician services. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, huh, Paul, no keep one, it, keep it, hold it ransom. You know, Tim. Right now, I'm looking out my window. That's the sound you hear. And I'm looking out on the curb at this old chair I put on, the, and no one's claimed that either yet. So, because we have a street, you just put stuff out there and people get it. So his body was like that. No one wanted it. No one. And uh, apparently, uh, so, uh, a carnival worker said, "You know, we could, <laughs> we could, well, use, we could use that. That'd come in handy." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what they what they wanted to do was they wanted to uh, uh, tour the country with uh, uh, see the body of a the corpse. great train robber. That, uh... <laughs> so it started out with the train robber body, right? He was just going to be a regular train robber body. Well, True? yeah, well, yeah, but that's but but he, the, the the undertaker was was a man of high principle. Would not sell it to the would not sell it to the oh, to the carny. Good for him. Yeah, um, that's good for him. And the next day. His brother showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so the carnival horse went back. They put on some fake mustaches. And the funeral guy knew it was them. But then he could excuse, you know, he had a rationale. I thought it was her brother. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> claimed yeah, and the they, body. They paid the bill, claimed the body. 
and uh, he, he toured the country as a, as, <laughs> as a carnival worker for a number of years. He toured the national touring. He peaked late. When you think about it, <laughs> he peaked after death. So and, now uh, he's touring the country, and then uh, finally ended up in a museum of uh, museum of outlaws. I think is where. But, yeah, because it was uh, as I read it, his body started getting worse and worse. So he went from train robber to drug fiend, right? As he yeah. shriveled up yeah, and the got museum, skinny. Uh, the, he was the traveling museum of crime. <laughs> His, it, it, it was sold to me. in 1922 after 11 years. And yes. it, he, he was, he was, uh, and, and he, he, no, not even a train robber. They took the train robber title. I mean, that was kind of a cool title to be a yeah. train oh, no. robber. No, no, yeah, he's not that's the, my point because he didn't the, look he's like not one. The gunned down train robber. Now he's the junkie. Yeah, because that's what he looked like. That's my point. After a while, like, he doesn't look like a train robber. He looks more like a junkie. And so they just swapped out the plaque. Oh, that's just. <laughs> and at this point, at this point, the layers and layers of wax, I think, were applied to so to, to, to preserve it, kind of like uh, kind of like uh, communist leaders. And, uh... <laughs> so, so they would just go paint him, like they put on a fresh coat. Every few weeks, go paint uh, McCurdy. Yeah, we've got to get him touched up a bit. And uh, anyway, yeah, it went from it went from it went from carnival to it went from carnival to carnival for a while, until it finally ended up in Long Beach, California. It's just like a weekend at Bernie's career that he had. <laughs> he just bumping around the continent. So now he ended up where in California? Where yeah, was this? Uh, at the 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 Pike Amusement Park. And Pike uh, amusement. he was he was he, they 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 put him at this point they just thought it was a creepy it was just a creepy dummy. Then <laughs> at, at this point they had no idea. They had no idea. They, they and they painted him with black light paint. <laughs> Very respectful. And, and, and hung him from a noose. And, and essentially, as a, uh, the the ride was called Laugh in the Dark with two Fs. Which, <laughs> which sounds like a comedy club. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It actually was a comedy club in Tucson, Arizona. And originally Utah, one of the first clubs I ever performed in was Laughs, L-A-F-F-S. Yeah. It's, do, you know how many, <laughs> do you know how many comedy clubs their, their, their phone number ended in 5244? Oh. Yeah, that's I, why. That's why. That's why. Laugh. Genius, genius yeah. marketing. Yeah, it's pretty so, much. It's pretty much. Yeah, if if you were a comic, if, if you were a comic looking for work in the in the late eighties, early nineties, you could d- just dial six random numbers and, and five two four four and say, "Can I talk to the booker?" <laughs> and they would say, "No." That's how it worked. Yeah. Well, not in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, they would send book tape. you. They say, yeah. "Send a tape." Yes, yeah, send a tape. That's right. And then you would have to get this giant tape. Larger than my laptop. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he ended up in Laugh at the Dark as, as the uh, as the electric car came around the corner. The uh, the, um, the 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 fluorescent the day glow dummy hanging on a noose. With, uh, <laughs> with I might add, I might add, they had a picture of the dummy as it appeared, and uh, had quite a package. Oh yeah, Had, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so oh, that, it was a fluorescent dummy. Well, with that's a what made it scary. You know what? You know what I mean? All the men would go ah, and the women go ooh. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, he wasn't just a train robber; he was a gunslinger as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
so oh, anyway, man. Uh, uh, and he uh, there he uh, there he swang for uh, 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 a number of summers until uh, the six million dollar man was uh, looking for a location shoot. This is crazy. So the bionic body is looking okay. The so, guy. <laughs> so they said, "Well, we got this. You know, we got this ride called Laugh in the Dark." And they go, "Oh, that would be perfect for this scene." And yeah. uh, and, and they, they they go in there, and the 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 uh, DP goes in there and kind of scouts out the scene, and he goes, "You know that that that, that fluorescent dummy on a noose is kind of disturbing." <laughs> Yeah, it's a little. This is uh, this family hour. It's kind of a kid show. Can can you can you cut that down? And they they cut it down, and its arm fell off. <laughs> Dislocated a soldier shoulder. It's, that's a workplace injury, Tim. And, uh, OSHA is all over that stuff. And he picks it up and kind of goes, "Oh, we're gonna have to pay for this thing." And uh, <laughs> it picks it up and notices a bone inside of it. <laughs> protruding from the shoulder. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh man. Apparently apparently uh oh this is this is another interesting uh uh part of it is that original for a while there he was out uh by uh uh Rapid City South Dakota. He was part of a oh, yeah? in a Mount Rushmore okay. museum. Yeah, that's where the arm was originally injured. There was an earthquake. And, in an uh, earthquake, he had an earthquake injury. There wow. was a, there was an earthquake injury, and yeah, and that's that's where his arm originally broke off, and they just you know put a little more wax on it. <laughs> that's so crazy! Sold, he had a post mortem work injury, <laughs> <laughs> and it was an earthquake, <laughs> and so they just waxed it back on. <laughs> oh, so amazing! Uh, so 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 finally, uh, the police were called. And uh, they found in his mouth. They found they found a a a penny, which which was probably worth quite a bit because it was in great condition, uncirculated from the. <laughs> well, it had been the, around, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, and a ticket to the Museum of Crime in his mouth. That, uh, so that's how they knew was the ticket. It was, that's amazing. So yeah, okay. the, yeah, the forensic and they, they they traced it back and they they they, they finally. Followed his 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 circuitous cir- whatever <laughs> circuitous circuitous okay, yeah. I blew it again. He's traced his career backwards to <laughs> all the way the, back, all the way back to the train robbery. To his and, early uh, headlining days on April twenty second, nineteen seventy seven, a graveside service was finally held for Elmer McCurdy. 65 years after his day. He, he, his career went on 65, 65 years. years after he died. His pay didn't go up. It's a lot like being a comic. Very much so. <laughs> Lots of traveling. Your pay stays the same. If, uh, if, you want to what visit, if you want to visit his grave, it's in Guthrie, Oklahoma. That's totally worth the trip, I think. And, uh, I, if I'm ever by there, I'm going to go there. And uh, concrete was poured over his coffin to ensure that no one would ever steal his body again. Well, I hope they do that with me as well. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I want him playing basketball on top of me. That wraps up this episode of The Rule of Three. Uh, if you enjoy it, you might want to see this live. We're going to be doing this live on stage 
August 5th, Acme Comedy Company. Uh, follow us on Facebook, and we'll let you know how you can get uh, how, how you can get in either either in the in the room and have a cocktail uh, uh, while we do it, or you can uh, zoom in. We'll also uh, be selling, I think, I think three hundred Zoom tickets. But we All won't. Right. But if you actually, if you're actually a fan of the show, we can probably get you in for free. Just drop us an email at rule of three at timslegel.com. That's rule of three at timslegel.com. Put live show in the subject line, and uh, you will be on the email list. We will let you know how to acquire those tickets when they become available. Uh, other than that, we'll see you next week.